joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Bad boys back at it again. Yeah. Ready for episode 68. Let's do this. Almost one way from the greatest episode ever. Oh, snap. Stay on that. Yo, it's funny. I used to do this. Um, I used to go to Cosmic Bingo in South Florida because... Yeah, I mean, what South Florida, Florida, and of yeah, course, for sure. bingos for young people in South Florida. <laughs> it was like nah, it, cosmic bingos, cosmic for, bingos young for young people because old yo, people can't handle the cosmic part, bro. See, people don't seem to understand when I say cosmic, cosmic bingo. I'm talking about a whole nother level of bingo, my <laughs> G. Like, oh, you into some weirdo shit, nigga? Cosmic bingo, no, nigga. You got to go. That shit is like a club. Imagine playing bingo in the middle of a dance club. It's literally what it is. Like, shit that is difficult. But I bring that up because you said uh, we're one away from the best episode ever. And uh, yeah. whenever somebody would call, uh, whenever the uh, 069 ball would come up, the entire room would go, oh, 69. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that people never grow up. Never, bro. Never. Come on, man. Growing it's up is nice for kids. to know. <laughs> but yeah, man. Let's start out with um, RIP to DJ Shea from, uh, of Griselda. Uh, entertainment that, that that's a tough one man because dj shay was responsible for a lot of music that i like you know what i mean like t- today like he has he has transported that early 90s hip-hop uh early 90s hip-hop vibe to the 2000s and he was doing it great and nice, nice. it's a it's a real shame that that he passed away um i didn't see too much reporting on what it was from so i assume it's not any foul play or anything so you know it, it is what it is if he was having health issues or anything you know condolences to the family yeah, and condolences. he will definitely be missed yo i know a lot of the griselda um artists had to put their albums on hold because i mean he was making all the hot beats you know what i mean so definitely r.i.p to him um, and I want to move on to, to something I'm going to try to do a little bit more of. And uh, we're going to call this Coon of the Day. <laughs> Got to give a shout out to Jaheem. The COD. For, going, for jumping way out on the ledge. What did Jaheem do? Oh, my man. My, <laughs> see, my thing is, is like, I'm actually not mad at Trump supporters anymore because that's America. Like supporting Trump is supporting the original <laughs> so idea good. of America. Very you know what true. I mean? Like, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not mad at that anymore. What I'm mad at. Is the niggas who are trying to perpetrate the idea that Trump is actually doing good things in this country. Right. If you support Trump, that's fine. But don't try to tell me he's doing good things. No, you support him because you're stupid and you want bad things to happen, which is your human right. But what you don't have there, you know, what I don't appreciate from people and what why I consider Jaheem the utmost of coons is because he's lying not only to himself, but to the public about the, the efficacy of this person's performance. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, shout out to Jaheem. I will never listen to another one of your tracks again because <laughs> I love your music, but you're a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much the exact same reason why I uh, I stopped fucking with Goya. It wasn't the fact yeah. that he was supporting Trump. It was the fact that he was saying bullshit like he's a great leader and yeah. and all kinds of foolishness. I was like, oh, no, nah, you're worshiping this piece of shit? All right, bro. Like, that's my thing. You lost like, me. You lost I'm totally me. for your right to be a shitbag. Yeah. That's America. But don't lie to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't make shit up because it's that... That that misinformation that causes people not to grow and progress. Yeah, you know what I mean. Crop dust the Own bullshit your shitbaggery. Own the shitbaggery, please. That's all I'm asking from people. But anyway, yeah. 
Uh, I want to, and trust me, I'm sure there's no shortage of coons of the day. So <laughs> we'll see if we can get some more entertaining ones uh, called out. But uh, yeah, man, yo, I caught two bangers this week, man. Nice bangers, man. Highly, highly, highly um satisfied with the with the weekend viewing. Nice. Um, I started out with uh, I finished Project Power. Nice, yeah, absolutely that's my an shit. eight. Absolutely. Robin's performance That's was fucking shit. ridiculous. That's Jamie Foxx's performance. Shout out to Dominique Fishback. Yeah, F- Fishback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fishback. Yeah, she, dude. Wow. Absolutely. You know amazing. what's funny is it. that the the highest profile actor in that movie gave probably the worst performance. Well, who was that? And it wasn't a bad uh, performance. Uh, Joseph. Like, Joseph's. Yeah. yeah, his performance wasn't bad, but look at those other performances that he was yeah. going up against. Like <laughs> Jamie Foxx and Robin did. To, such an amazing job at portraying yeah, their the characters. characters definitely had more meat to work with than uh, oh yeah than uh just like the detective because there wasn't really anything new with uh joseph gordon levitt's character yeah but like, man that was a great watch man yeah and then at the end like it gave you the payoff at the end yeah um, see that's why i didn't say nothing when you were like i don't really like jamie fox's character he seems kind of i was like oh, okay let me not say nothing because yeah, at no. that point, I knew you had you barely gotten to know. All you knew was the propaganda that was presented to you about him. Not even just that. The the, the last thing that I had saw about him before uh, I had made that comment was he was tripping. He was he was hallucinating, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this yeah, thing yeah, hallucinating yeah. over. Like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> but seeing how that played out made tons more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was super good. And I like how he ended up being like a good role model for Robin. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I like he he was encouraging her to use her strengths and shit. I really fuck with that. He was he ended and up being I like a really good And I love how all of figure. the real niggas in this movie didn't use their power. They didn't use cuz the drug yeah. is called power. So when yeah. I re- reference power like and not powers, and I'm referencing the drug. But yeah, all of the illest people in that in that movie did not use I power do like that whatsoever. Um two things I was disappointed in, but absolutely do not detract from the movie as a whole is uh i thought that bearded dude should have been a bit cooler like in terms of his whole right fight. that is he true went down like a bitch. they built him up for like yo you're the dude that snatched my daughter yeah him and jason was it jason gordon levitt yeah yeah put that nigga down like a dog bro. yeah <laughs> nigga down oh bad. what about stretchy buddy that just got his hand he was cool like he like oh, he was fucking him up for a minute too <laughs> oh but i'm yeah. a stretch i'm a stretch he was like all right well when he started choking him out when he wrapped his arm around yeah that's the way that's you do that yeah, yeah. but uh yeah he went down like a bitch and um the other part that kind of disappointed me was um Jamie Foxx didn't stick around with, with Robin. I kind of wanted to see them grow. To, you know what I mean? His his daughter and her be besties. Even nah. though, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Magical, magical, they just magical. met. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> nah, come on. Yo, if a stranger <laughs> went through hell like that to help save you, you wouldn't at least try to be their friend? Um, I mean, I feel you on that, but I also see Someone where... Someone around your age, similar I, demographic, like, might nah, have similar I, I see interests. where Jamie's coming from. He's like, let's let, let's shut this down and keep this close to the vest for now. We don't want this mm-hmm. spilling out into other people like well, it already he, has. Why does that include him not, have, not being able to interact with Robin in the future? Uh, because in my head, my interpretation mm-hmm. of that is that he wants to just be the two of them, like, away from other people. He's sequestering them from mm-hmm. the world. 
because remember they came and looked for him oh, and took his daughter okay. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, she has the power. Um, spoiler, because she has a very powerful power. Yeah. Um, so I can see why he wouldn't want to just be like, "Hey, you want to be friend regular people now?" So he has a very powerful power. Like they both have very powerful powers. Yeah. Um, I love how Robin never took the power though. That was that is one of my, one of the things I, really I loved that, about actually. the story as well. And it was yeah. funny because the cop was the one taking the power. <laughs> <laughs> And the cop was the druggie while everyone else was the ones not using it. Yeah. And, then, and then she flipped it on him when, when he tried to make that point when he was trying to attack Art and then or to attack his character. And she was like, yo, nigga, you the one taking power. You don't even take power. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of got you there, buddy. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, she, her character is super strong, man. I love and her, her flows were fresh, bro. Yeah, she I agree with that too. Fire, cuz. Man, when she did the one that was like in her head, the one that she did in the classroom. Yeah, yo, nigga, I wanted that to be real so yo. bad, son. I want that shit to be real so Brad, bad. That would have been great. I was mad about that shit when when it showed it was all in her head, but. But yeah, there was a lot of great points in that movie. Well yeah. done, well done, and I, I love the end where she's just like. Why you got my mom's phone, Frank? Yeah, Frank. 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 <laughs> Why you got my mom's phone, Frank? Yo, that was too good because that whole scene was a, was awesome too. Yeah, that. I love that. Yeah, fucking taking advantage of that lady's rights like that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I love that scene where he got up in mm-hmm. there and he was just like recording their faces. You got a warrant? No, you ain't got a warrant. No. So what the fuck are you doing here? I, yeah. I, I love that scene. I, and, and I'm waiting for the internet to try to shit on it. I'm sure that there's going to be like a upswell. Oh, it was that. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. Because if they hated on Black Panther, then someone's going to hate on this. <laughs> but um, yeah. that's just, I love when Opinions people hate on things. things that are genuinely good. Because then I can say, oh, you're just a shitbag. Gotcha. I don't, have to, I don't have to validate your opinion anymore. I love when people tell me that their opinion is useless. That just I mean, means that I, that's one less person. To be fair, to. even before they told you your their opinion was useless, their opinion was useless anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, I, I try, I I try to reciprocate the value that I believe that my opinion holds onto other people, which is probably not a good projection. It's Definitely probably not, not a good thing to project onto people. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I, I, I try. I mean, to, opinions are just you know, like your way of letting you know how to make decisions. That's really all they are. Well, and and it's not even their opinion as much as when people try to validate their opinion with facts, it's like then you're you don't validate your opinion with facts. Your opinion is your opinion, and if you want to talk about facts, then we can talk about facts. They're two different things. Like, don't tell me why your opinion is superior to mine <laughs> because it's not. You know, everyone's opinion is superior in their own mind, and so don't don't explain exactly. to me if you don't like the movie, fine. But as soon as you start standing on it and trying to tell me about how this wasn't done right and that wasn't done right, it just tells me, oh, you're a shitbag. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand multi, uh, you know, pluralities of opinions. You don't understand that we live in a world where everyone has opinions. <laughs> but yeah, no, power, uh, Project Power was really, really good. Yeah, um, that was sick. Yo, Art was murderous, though, yo. That nigga killed mad people. I'm with it. Totally with it. Mad I, people. I would have been exactly the same way, Seth. Well, it, I, I started been exactly to get it more, way. like, Fully. why he was just, why he was so, like, single-minded in his pursuit yeah, of his daughter. Focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he, yo, that nigga, I mean, there was, it was very remorseless. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, when he was going into the meet where they were trying to demonstrate the power, Yo, my nigga, the first nigga he saw caught it. <laughs> the, the nigga from the doorman hey, to hey, the security guard to everybody. Right I don't think somebody's supposed to be on this list. Bam. <laughs> my nigga, yeah, that was I mean, from the doorman, fuck, remember man. the dude with the red jacket? Yeah, yeah. He caught it. He walked he the first security him. guard. He saw caught it. And he caught it dirty, bro. 
He caught that oh, shit yeah. super nasty because nobody even knew he was dead until the fucking until thing started blood. serving his blood. Yeah, all the way, all the way through the fountain. Yeah, that shit awesome. was awesome. That was great too. Like the way that that happened. Like I don't know. The, the writing was really well done. The direction was really well done. Like yeah, it's just an all around well done movie. Like seriously, I really appreciate that shit. And the central black figures, um, just the multiple perspectives. Uh, movies are yo. Movies are getting into a much better place, and entertainment at large is coming into a much better place as um, mm-hmm. black and uh, female perspectives are being uh, are being bolstered and 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 put into the forefront. Yeah, I think it's a huge boon for entertainment. Shout out to Netflix for giving these like um like these different uh, 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 takes on stories a chance. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these stories are like I can imagine if this was a full worldwide release that had to go to Canada, mm-hmm. the, str- the 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 black characters would not have been as strong as they were, and there probably would not have been as that many black um, leads if it was to be like a a, a cinematic release. Mm, yeah, no, I don't think most European countries or or like Canada. Or even Mexico, for that matter, would appreciate this movie the way America yeah. did. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, like, I do and also appreciate... The, it's because the black experience in the rest of the world ain't like it is in America. Like, very it's very true. unique how an entire society has gone 300 years of suppressing an entire population and lied to themselves and the world about it. Like, it's a very unique situation. Mm-hmm. But, yo, um, something that Netflix and I believe that HBO have kind of hit on is that when it comes to racism, okay, when it comes to racism in America and its portrayal and entertainment, they've 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 come to the understanding that in the in the current uh, paradigm that we're in, if you, it's always profitable to show racism realistically and accurately, because. N- no matter where the person stands on that particular subject, th- they want a realistic and accurate representation of racism. So if you are a person who has been the victim of racism, you want your the experience that they're portraying that you relate to to feel authentic. And so that'll grab you. And if you are a racist, it's like porn for you. So there's no reason not to accurately portray racism in america because the racists will like it and the people who are being accurately represented in their struggle will like it and not only netflix but you know who has gotten the stranglehold on that bitch Hmm. hbo hbo is doing a big for show watchmen and leading into my next fucking watch that i am so excited to fucking finish watching um is lovecraft country yeah lovecraft country i was excited about that that looked really good racism is is it's it would be an understatement to say it's central (laughs) like definitely it is it is one of the more primary uh motivations for the majority of people in the show whether it's um whether it's people who are racist looking to subjugate other people or whether it's black people trying to just go through their lives and circumvent racism as much as possible. Because circumventing racism demands that you know where it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's one of those things where it's just, it becomes the air you breathe. And um, so Lovecraft Country, so I fucking made the fatal mistake of watching a series that's 
airing currently. And so I've only been able to watch the two episodes that were released. But, bro, it is good. Good. I mean, first of all, the cast. Michael K. Phillip. Nice. Courtney B. Vance. Nice. That's the name I've heard of. Journey Smollett. <laughs> Jussie's sister. Um, who else? Which it, it sucks that she's associated with that because she's a award-winning two-decade-plus-year actress in the game. But your brother comes in and does some bullshit, and now you're forever tied to that shit. <laughs> but no, no, nah, the, 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 the cast. Clearly, she's doing art. She's working for HBO. Where's that nigga oh, at? You feel me? No, not even just that nigga. She's <laughs> everywhere, nigga. She was on yeah. Full House. Yeah, she, she's, like, she's trained. And I'm not even talking about the reboot. I she barely consider OG. that a blemish on her record. No, 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 no. I just I'm said barely. that to be funny. Um, she's an amazing actress. Um, see, I don't know. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name because I've actually never heard it spoken aloud. But um. It's either Journey or Journey, because I'm not sure if they're doing like the, I don't know, but <laughs> she's a really, really good actress, and her performance is amazing in this show. Um, gosh, man, it is one of those shows where you got to watch every little fucking detail, and because of that, you end up noticing every little fucking flaw that could possibly come up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a point where he's making an international call in 1940 from a landline, and I'm just like, <laughs> no, nigga. No little apartment in Chicago in an impoverished area has a landline that connects to an international switchboard, I'm pretty yeah, sure. That's just for um, convenience, though. Yeah. And then there were, what else? There was another little spot where I was like, hmm, that's not how that happens, but okay. But um, th- that is nitpicking. In the face of a, uh, 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 a, a cinemagraphic uh, exposition that has been nothing but thrilling, uh, enrapturing, and just entertaining all around. It has been really good. Like, And that's just from two episodes. Nice. Like, I, it, it makes me scared. It's like when you're getting to the top of the roller coaster, you're like, because, <laughs> but you know you're about to fall. And it's just like, oh, I hope that the fall isn't bad. <laughs> like, I hope, because I don't know, man, if they can keep this fever pitch for the whole show, like, if it never plateaus and it just keeps getting better and better the way it has been, that would be pretty this dope. Is gonna be, this is going to go down as it's going to win some kind of award, like, for sure. Like, Lovecraft Country is, oh, man. I don't even know. Like, I'm trying not to spoil it. And also, I haven't seen enough to really, like, give away anything. Because I've only seen... If, if I were to sit here and delineate what happened in the first two episodes, you'd be like, where does the show go from here? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Because every episode finishes the episode arc, but then ends on the introduction of the next arc. So it's very, very... It's very, very... um. It, it, the episodes feel complete in their own right like they take a whole arc in an episode but at the same time they present the continuation of the story so it, it, it's really well written it's and it's designed to keep you keep you extremely like engaged the whole way through um just to give some background on the show instead of just lauding it um it's pretty much follows the son of a man who's had a troubled past and his uncle, who uh, um, who is making a Negro guidebook, which these these are like um if you ever seen the uh, Green Book, Green Book are these uh, it, it, these guidebooks are 
are, are things that uh, circulated in the black community to help African-Americans be able to travel safely to other areas. Because in the, the I mean, we're talking about the days of sundown towns. And if you're unfamiliar with what a sundown town is, is that if you are black and you are caught out after night, you are legally allowed to be lynched and hung for. And it's actually the obligation of every, any official who sees you out to hang you. And so these are the kind of place. And first, it's like, and let's not even get too far away from the fact that that is factual. That was a real thing. That was part of American history that they don't teach you. And then they wonder, and this is not that long ago. Sundown towns existed into the 60s, my G. So it's something that is part of the black experience that America tends to try to shuffle under the rug. But once again, HBO taking American historical references and bringing them back to the forefront, just like they did the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. You know what I mean? They're, and, and that's one thing that, that that's why I don't find what HBO does in their representation of heavily race, racially motivated um, shows <clears throat> is that they're bringing they're, they're bringing as much reality into it as possible and doing it in, a, in what I believe to be a very mindful way. And so I really appreciate that because what it does is it, in, it informs a generation of, of people uh, about American history that they were never taught. But yeah, so it follows Atticus and his uncle and his friend Letitia uh, as they go out to, um, to do some recon- reconnaissance for a update for the guidebook. Um. Atticus is uh, a, a veteran who just came back from the Korean War. No, was it the Korean War? Well, he was in Korea, but I'm pretty sure that the Korean War took place at a different time. But anyway, um, he came. He's coming back from a war, and he uh, he's going through the unraveling of what his father was going through while he was gone. And so that's the premise for the show. And boy, man, it's good. I definitely am looking forward to um to finishing that show as it comes out. Uh unless they of course they drop the ball, which is completely possible, but it doesn't seem like it. Especially since watch you know, HBO's not known for dropping the ball. Uh shout out to the um <clears throat> the writer who's adapting it for television, Misha Green, who is a black woman, you know what I'm saying, who's very accomplished in her own right as a you know what I'm saying, a screen uh personality, you know what I'm saying? So I think we have more so her to thank than HBO. Okay. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, than... absolutely. HBO is a company. <laughs> They're not actually, you know what I mean? HBO is a faceless entity. Yeah, so There's I definitely want to give Misha her shout out, you know what I'm saying? Because she's out here doing big things and shit. You know what I'm saying? She, has, she was previously a staff writer. For, staff. She was previously a staff writer for stuff like Heroes and Sons of Anarchy. So, oh, Sons of Anarchy is you know one of my saying? favorite fucking shows, so, man. Are you serious? You got to give the lady her flowers, bro. What? Nigga, give her all the flowers. Give her the bouquet, nigga. I'm about to start a meadow in her name, bro. That's fucking amazing, bro. I love Sons of Anarchy. Like, any niggas who fuck with me know that's my my shit. I go way back with that show. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah, Lovecraft Country. Definitely try to, well, I guess wait till it finishes and then try to to binge it. Yeah, that's when I'm going to watch it. I, I don't like watching good shows weekly. Yeah, no, no. This is terrible. Are you kidding me? I fucking hate this shit. It's like, yeah. Pretty annoying. Especially because it, it does have a strong horror element. And so, uh, yeah, it, it ends on cliffhangers. You know mm. what I mean? So I mean, it's that's very not even a horror thing. That's just, that's just TV. Know, <laughs> that's just epic thing. I'm, I'm referring to those two different things that add to why 
it's to the, so the cliffhanger. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, and and they don't and they don't even they don't cock tease you with the monsters. There's fucking monsters. <laughs> HBO's got and the they budget for it. Put this shit out there. They, yep. they, it's part of the story. And, oh my god. The only reason man. they ever cock tease you on the monsters is is time and budget. HBO got all of those, all of that. We got I all the time in the world. We got all the credit for driving in two lanes at one time. <laughs> the hard lane and the drama lane do not sacrifice anything to each other. I don't know how she she goes throughout in the whip in one lane, jumping back and forth to the whips. I don't know how she's doing it, but she's doing Practice. an amazing job of keeping the drama quality and the horror quality. But yeah, man, definitely looking forward to finishing that up. So yeah, man, uh, dude, bunch of music came out recently. Yeah. Uh, just in particular, uh, Nas's album King's Disease, fire. Nas came out banging, great album. Took a bunch of artists that I don't give a fuck about and made them relevant to me at least. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck about no little Dirk or Five Vo or any of these jackhats. But yo. On the, they came out and they showed out on the album and they didn't come with no young man energy. They nice, spit bars. Nice. You know what I mean? Lyrics. Hey, man, that's Nas. You can't stand up in the room with a great one like Nas and be mediocre. It makes me even angrier at fucking Kanye for ruining Nasir. <laughs> makes me even angrier at Kanye for the shit that he did on that album. Because clearly this is what Nas has... Listen, Nas didn't just pop this out of his ass. Nas has had this quality of album in him the whole fucking time. And Kanye's bitch ass couldn't bring this out of him. When he had all the money and resources and studios and connections to get it done, he chose to be a fucking egomaniac and make a trash album. When he could have let Nas make a fucking amazing album like he did. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things, man. Like, I'm so happy for Nas. Like, this was... This is like I, I hate to see when the when when the older acts the, or and they call them legacy acts, but I don't. I feel bad calling them a legacy act because it feels like they're defunct when you call them a legacy act. But no, I, I love when the older niggas come out and they put out new uh, music and it's fire. That's necessary. You know what I mean? Like it, it helps. What it does is that it stops the young niggas from 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 talking that shit that they like to talk. Like, oh, you ain't relevant, no, it nigga. <laughs> no, no, well, nah, no, niggas gonna have to shut up with this because all, all of the people that they respect on it. You can always talk shit. You don't, you don't need to be genuine to talk shit. You can just talk oh, shit for sure. But I'm talking about the people who are in the industry who make the music who have a voice that whether it's genuine or not me too whether they're genuine or not have a voice in the industry and can say things that are impactful to people yeah I'm, those are the ones we're talking things. about it's important to have things to counteract what they're saying it doesn't give a fuck i don't give a fuck about all that extra shit if they're talking shit and they have a voice and people are listening to it whether it's genuine or not we got to take it into account because guess what we don't live in our rooms we live in a world with other people, and so we gotta we gotta take into account what's going on if we're gonna you know produce things that people are intrigued or interested in 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 imbibing. And so yeah, they talk a lot of bullshit, and a lot of it isn't relevant. But when you're not producing anything, guess what? You can't do. You can't argue with them. But when you have something that even them and their OGs are appreciating, at least the validation or the invalidation of what they're saying is right there and in front of people. You know what I mean? It's really hard for someone like, like 
in terms of music production for someone like Method Man to say he has a body of music that's been put out in the last five years that is that is applicable and relevant to the entire scene. He doesn't. He doesn't have an album that's been out. And not that he's trying to put out an album, but when people talk shit about that, Method Man just he just has to ignore it because it has it doesn't have anything to do with his past record, but he doesn't have anything currently to combat it. And that's the relevance that they're looking for. So I'm really happy to see when someone like Nas puts something out, because even if people are disingenuous on the face of it, this can actually be factual evidence that says, here, you can talk your opinion, but I'm talking facts. And the fact is, is that the album sold well, that got critical acclaim, has great features, has great lyrics, like has great beats. That was another thing. Definitely dispelled that beat myth. Definitely dispelled that shit. Like the beats on this album are fuego, like beyond fuego. Like, nah, I hear you ignore people. But that's not we're not in the business of ignoring people. We we talking to a mic about social and entertainment topics. So, yo, we got to address shit like that. And yo, having an actual body of work that we can present to, to the younger generation just adds validity to his right as a gatekeeper. It's hard to be a gatekeeper when you're not doing shit. And so it's really good that Nas, as one of those gatekeepers, as the I believe he's either an owner or controlling um, executive of Mass Appeal, making music lends more credibility to, to, to that venture. And so I'm really happy to see that. Um, but in uh, Pharrell put out uh, a track, which I don't understand exactly how the rollout for this track went, but it, it was weird because it's a visual project that Pharrell put out with Jay-Z. And it's a visual project that is bigging up black owned and black created um, uh, businesses in general, no matter what it is, whether you're making, you know, soap from tea leaves to, you know, helping uh, midwife women who are, are going into labor. He's, they're, they're highlighting all of these black businesses around the world. They highlighted a black owned anime company in Japan. Um, nice, I think nice. it's the first and only one, actually. Sounds about right. Um but yeah, it, it's it's highlighting all these things, but it's not all directly in the lyrics of the song. Most of it is presented through the exposition of the video. But evidently, they released just the song. And what I will tell you is, is that accompanied by the video with context, it is amazing. The song by itself is, is obscure. Like, if you were just listening to the song, you would, you're, you're probably not going to like it. Because there's no context for what he's saying. There's like a whole stretch where he's talking about black man, black man, black man this. And it just sounds weird without the context <laughs> of the video. Especially when the, the, the sentiment that they're putting forth is black people. You know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of things that set off black women because of the history of how they've been marginalized. You know what I mean? And so just we got to fix the language. Because, yes, it is a superficial thing. It is semantic. But words mean things. And words mean things to people. And so why they chose to take that route rather than to be more inclusive, I'm not sure. Because the, the whole goal of the, sh the, uh, of the video was to be very inclusive. Inclusive of black people. Inclusive of, uh, of all genders. Inclusive of all ethnicities. Because black is just a color of your skin. 
You know what I mean? There's a multitude of ethnicities in the black diaspora. And so it was one of those things. I, I don't understand why they released the song without the video. That shouldn't have been a thing. You know, like that. I think that hurt their rollout. But then, you know, a lot of uh, I shouldn't say a lot of people. I heard some popular people um, speculating that Jay-Z really just wanted to do it to, to step on Nas's release date, which I hope there wasn't some petty shit that he was doing, because that would be unnecessary. Like, really, my G? He does have a sense. history of doing it. He does? Yes. I didn't know that. Unlike um, all of uh, like Nas's five big releases, Jay Z uh-huh. dropped an, uh, a Jay Z related project on that day. The only exception being the the Jay Z and Beyonce project, which dropped the day after a project that Nas dropped uh, dropped really? on a Saturday. Yeah, I was unaware of this statistic. Holy shit! Damn, Jay. But you know. I try to give Jay some flowers, but I still got to figure out if this nigga was fucking Beyonce when she was 16, because that shit wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah. I know, completely uh, attack that man's character. But I, and especially I, because you could like, you could look up Google and find out like when they were together. Yeah. Oh no, they, they, were, they were dating when she was 16. And he was oh, not, man. he was not of age to be dating someone who was 16. But that's irrelevant. That's between him and Matthew Knowles. That man sold his daughter. Um... Yeah, my bad. Let me stop spreading these rumors. Uh, but yo, let me tell you, the music has been fire lately. There's been a lot of good music coming out. But those are just yeah, um, apparently Buster Rhymes is dropping a track with um vibes. vibes. I seen that. I can't wait to hear that. I was looking for it, but I guess the track. I think it's supposed to be an album, right? Or is it just a track? Buster is dropping an album, album. and okay. that is a song on the album. Yo, definitely looking forward to that because. When vibes is on, vibes is one of those one of those artists that I'm fifty fifty on. Like vibes will consistently give me some of the best music that I've heard and some of the music that I could care less about. Yeah, he definitely is like. It's because of the volume of music that he puts out. True. That nigga, how much music has that nigga put out since he was in jail? Uh, A lot. Like just this year alone, he's probably dropped at least. Probably around 50 songs this year alone. I know songs. it's like at least, I know I've seen two albums of his release, one just recently and one at the beginning of the year, and he drops songs like, like once a week he'll drop a new song. Well, I mean, he's in jelly board. <laughs> you got nothing but time. What is he going to do? You feel me? You're right. He clearly has a music studio you in the jail correct. that he's using. <laughs> Unless he's doing that Pablo Escobar shit and he's got a whole motherfucking <laughs> special wing built for him. <laughs> But yeah, man, definitely when I saw that, I was excited. I wanted to, I wanted to look for that. But yeah, man, onto some gaming news. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is actually doing some real interesting shit with their, um, with their latest update. They are adding in co-op with an entire campaign, completely with with new, uh, with tons of new content. That's very additional co-op for free. Which is extreme, cool. like which is very rare. This is the this is the the amount of content that they're describing that's coming out in this um particular uh, piece is almost as much content as you get from a paid expansion. Yeah, it sounds like at least twenty percent of the game itself that's already Clearly. out. Oh yeah, no no, that's a very good estimate, if, if not a little bit low. Like it's a lot of content, yeah. and they're just pushing that shit out for free, bro. It's pretty weird. I, I, well, hey, it's dope. Fuck. I'm it. happy. Yeah, it's very weird and very good. Clearly, <laughs> they've been breaking the mold anyway, because um, mm-hmm. I remember there was um a Japanese, there was a big Japanese studio that uh, was commenting on Ghost of Tsushima. And one of the things that they were saying was Ghost of Tsushima could never be made in the U.S. 
I'm sorry, in, in Japan, because their studio heads would have kicked back the character design. They would have been like, nah, your character is too... Because Jin, the main character of Ghost of Tsushima, is like a middle-aged dude that's like not very attractive. No, you know, yeah. just very a normal person. And that's, they're like, and if we character. tried yeah, yeah, yeah. to do that, they would have kicked that shit back and given us really? X, Y, and Z reasons as, as to why that character wouldn't have sell and why a younger, more attractive main character would have been wow, the focus. Wow, they played the numbers like that in them Japanese studios? Yeah, which makes sense. Like, how many ugly main characters in the Japanese... Never. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, when you brought that up, I was like, yeah, you're right. I can't think of a main character that's specifically not, like... Appealing. The attractive type, yeah, yeah. The appealing, yeah. It's just not a thing. As a matter of fact, they go as far as to make them androgynous at times, yep. so they appeal to, to both, both genders. genders. Yep, facts. So yeah, you're right. I I've never really put so, my finger on that, but yeah, yeah. It looks like they looks like they they broke the mold a lot with Ghost of Tsushima. So this is and a, I mean a just awesome just the I stuff. I love the story of how Jin as a conflicted samurai plays both roles yeah where he he understands that when he is portraying himself as a samurai he has a code but outside of that under the shadow he can become the ghost of tsushima and act and how both of those spirits can live within him without conflicting you know what i mean like because i feel like that's the growth arc of the character just in terms of character uh growth and uh storyline is that Jin evolves as a as a man as he learns to to accept both of those roles simultaneously in his goal of of righteousness to try to save uh Japan from the Mongols. So that shit is fresh. Yeah, I definitely want to get into that. It reminds me a lot of um Tenshu. Oh, Tenshu's yeah, no, it has a ton of Tenshu uh vibes in it. Yeah. Ton of Tenshu stealth assassin vibes. That's one of the main reasons. It sucks that that was like such a, a Tenshu was such a unique game as mm-hmm. far as like I can't really remember any other game that played no, specifically didn't. like that. It literally started the stealth genre. Yeah, I was just about to say maybe like Hitman or something, but you were never a samurai. Yeah, no, they definitely they didn't. Um, nobody ever did it like that per se yeah, for sure. That shit was oh, just like uh, how Bushido Blade. Oh yeah, you had like special takedowns. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Tenshu was shit. That was my jam. But yeah, it was that and Bushido Blade back in the day. Bushido Blade is Bushido Blade was a different type of fight. Bushido Blade was hard, man. It was very hard. That shit was hard as fuck. Because it was not a fluid fighting game. No, it was not. But yeah. It's like you had to be a real samurai in real life to play the video game. (laughs) Patient as fuck. But um yeah. Oh man, did you see this shit? Facebook, uh Facebook is is now now owns Oculus, and so I think come twenty twenty three, all I heard people about who that. own Oculus will have to log into Facebook. You need to have Facebook. a Facebook account. I Dude, was like, they just shot. Sucks to be you, buddy. Yeah, I was like, the the the, the <laughs> you lost me. The uh the backlash that they've received. And you know what's funny is that their competitor. I forgot what their Hive. I think Hive is the competitor that makes the other um uh uh augmented reality headsets. Uh, they've been in their Twitter just like, yo, we feel your pain, but you know what? You don't have to use Facebook to log into our device, and our device That's, has all of the that same is shit. The correct approach, absolutely. The they use it as a marketing right ploy because they shot themselves in the yeah, foot. They're being stupid with that. As really? soon as they said that, I was like, oh, you don't want me to get an Oculus then? No, that dude, n- never you would I buy a device that requires Facebook. Are you yeah, no, fucking shitting me? They think, they, they think I'm the whole stupid ass. Yeah. 
That shit, but wow. I, I read that and I was like, wow. They're trying to get they all really of your information just for you to play a oh, video no, no, game? Nigga, no. You, That's no, some wait, stupid wait, wait, ass wait, shit. Wait, 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 wait. Are you aware that the Oculus Rift tracks your body movements and sends it to their servers? That's hilarious. Like, literally, the, 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 it, first of all, it has to track your body movements to be able to provide you the augmented yeah, reality. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. But, but the fact that it actually stores that data and sends it back to their central servers yes. means I would never in matter of my fact, life. I feel like that would slow down the entire performance from you having to send it back to the server specifically rather oh, no, 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 than just using it right there. So oh, okay. It's, it's every time you turn it off, on. it sends the data out. It yeah, just no. stores it in the device, and then when you turn it off, it sends it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like it's, all this shit. And it's supposed to be for troubleshooting. Mm. You know what I mean? It's supposed to, it's a, it's supposed to, to help them troubleshoot uh, the accuracy and the fine movements and, and button presses of the Oculus Rift. We I don't believe you, Oculus Rift. Huh? I don't believe you, I Oculus Rift. I don't believe Rift. you. No, not I at all. I do not believe you. They are absolutely tracking you to, to, to sell your metadata to someone. Yep. But yeah, that I thought that was a real fucked up one, man. I was like, geez, man. Wait a, why would you shoot yourself in the foot like that? That shit blows my mind. Like Some people, some oh, companies God. are that deluded by their own power to think that I would take something that is a complete luxury. That I don't. Damn, Oculus Rift may not have had a choice. That might have been what it is, because I remember there was a report that um, uh, who was it? Was it the was it the Instagram dudes? Remember that uh, recently there came out about a report of um, where the Instagram group dudes asked somebody advice because uh, Zuckerberg was interested in their company, yeah. and the dude mm-hmm. was just like, well, uh, he if he considers you a threat, he's just going to buy you out anyway. So that could have been what happened to Oculus Rift. Absolutely. They could have just... <laughs> no, that's what it feels like happened. Yeah. That's what it feels like happened. Because I, I don't feel like... Right yeah, because I don't feel they're like they would it. voluntarily like be like, yes, absolutely hook us to, hook us to Facebook. No, nobody... And yeah, even if you were going to do that and, and announcing it three years in advance, yeah, nah, you're, 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 you're killing the project. Yeah, for sure. That's absolutely what that feels like. That sucks, man. I, I had so much. Um, see the whole uh, 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 Tony Stark thing, like designing his mm-hmm. suit in the movie. I mm-hmm. was like, man, that's where Oculus Rift is gonna lead us. Oh, that, that was that was that was my wish. Go with the hive, <laughs> the hive joint, which actually sounds <laughs> even more kind of insidious. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're yeah, the hive is a villain Oculus. organization. Fucking Marvel. So hey, yeah. Oh man. Oh, dude fucking the next versus battle has been announced yeah brandy baby yes. i like that classic I'm, classic I, I personally i'm a bigger fan of brandy that's just me i like more of her music when i was growing yeah. up her music was more prevalent to me Same. monica was too you know what it is is that monica is was more mature than i was ready for when she was popular or when she was most popular i'm sure she's still popular um damn dude and she's out here fighting to get c murder out Beefing with Master P. That whole situation, man, is really sad. And I know I started this topic out with um, Monica V. Brandy, but the whole situation between Monica and, and Master P when it comes to C. Murder is real sad. It's real sad because clearly there's an issue between C. Murder and Master P. Clearly there's an issue there. But because it's family business, nobody's ever going to know what that is. And... For P to take offense to what Monica posted, that's his own insecurity. 
Master Petty. It's one of those things. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm like, yo, man, black people suck. Well, if you don't suck, then clearly I'm not talking about you. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> one of those blanket statements that you, if you take offense to it, it's because you're applying it to yourself. Obviously, the person was talking about someone in particular. And that's not what she said, by the way. That was just me using a stupid um, example. But um, she made a blanket statement about people uh, who were supposed to be helping see Myrda. And I don't believe she named any names. And Master P just jumped off the ledge like, you don't know what we've been doing. His family been here. It's like, yo, Master P, shut the fuck up, nigga. Like, Monica's over here riding for a nigga. And you're over here talking about how how you've been doing this and that. Like, nigga, that had nothing to do with you, bro. Clearly, she's not talking about you. But I guess, I guess you know, guilty consciences say everything. And so I, I, I feel bad that that whole thing happened because I've definitely have family members go away and into jail. And because of, let's say, they they have a family, they're married into another family, and now the two families are trying to to, to jockey to, to help him. And some people feel like other people don't have a right to be there and blah, blah, blah. And it just becomes a whole rigmarole, rigmarole for no reason. When everyone really just wants to do right by the person that they love, but instead of focusing on that, they're all fighting amongst themselves for to no avail. Because ain't none of that going to get anyone freed. Ain't none of that going to put money on his commissary. So, like, it, it really sucks when someone is in jail. They have, you know, large groups of people who, who appreciate and love them. And in, in those groups themselves, they're fighting. That shit sucks. But, um, yeah, back to Monica and Brandy. Ah... You made a great point earlier. We were talking off mic. Like, they got to start out with them both playing The Boy Is Mine. I mean, come on. I would love it. If they had, especially if they had Monica different versions Herbers. of it. Brandy play Herbers. That would be lit. Yeah. I feel like they're either going to start or end with that. I mean, they got to. They're, I feel like, other than, like, um, other than uh, uh, Buju and Beanie, they're the only two on the verses that actually have had some sort of like clash before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't sure. legit, but they actually had a song where they were going mm-hmm. versus each other. And that's like. And they've, I mean, they've, I think they've had personal clash. <laughs> I think so got, too. Like, I think I shit was real back when, back when uh, uh, we were fresh out of high school and shit. But no, nah, that should be, that should be pretty dope. Um, I guess Brandy has um, uh, uh, an unfair advantage with Moesha. You know what I'm saying? She's a fucking cultural icon in that regard. Yes. But Monica d- does have some some baggers, and I think it'll be it'll be pretty strong. Ah, when I think bro. about it, actually, just a ton of Monica songs that I really fuck with hard. Yeah. She's, but yeah, I think I think I, mean, that I, can't I think like of them, more but. Monica songs, but I have a stronger connection to Brandy songs because of when I was exposed to them. I'm not sure if that's exactly what's going on, but just based, just thinking about it, that's how I feel. I remember, um, I remember more Brandy songs, man. Yeah, like I, especially because uh, uh, my favorite one, especially because a couple of the Brandy songs that I remember is because these phrases still come to me um, in my adult life, and the other one is um, almost never counts. That's that's Brandy and Whitney, right? Am I tripping? Oh. Yes. Almost, okay. Almost never count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that was yo. Nigga, yeah, that's yo, right. So wild. that one is is like world. you broke. You just time traveled <laughs> right in front of you. Ain't that crazy? People love hitting wow. me with the almost, and I just be like, almost don't count, bro. Ask Brandy. Uh, 
Yeah, man. I'm definitely looking forward to that versus. That's going to be another really good one. Like, Yeah, that should be pretty strong. Man. People are saying it's going to be the newest newest record breaker, but oh, I mean, I, well, that would be know pretty cool. That. It's going to be good, but we'll have to see. Um, see, both yeah, these women good. are such good performers. Like, if they start performing live, that's a wrap. They're definitely going to get some some crazy numbers off of that. Yeah, it's, it's it's the only thing is like I don't think either one of them are really like making new music right now. That's the only reason why they wouldn't be as yeah, big not, a number as like the other dudes. Yeah, but yeah. I'm still looking forward. This this It'll is probably like just for the nostalgia factor. Yeah, this is probably like the the third one, the the third most excited I've been about a versus. Okay, yeah, man, this is, this one's definitely going to be fire. So what else been going on? Oh my goodness! And and I didn't want to talk about this, but I, I think that it's it's something that as as a culture we really need to get a stranglehold on this shit and figure it the fuck out so we can move forward positively from it. Because I think that the issue that I'm about to touch on is indicative of a, a greater cultural slash social issue that needs to be addressed if we are to move forward healthily as a community. And that's the the Magda Stallion Tory situation. Situation. Um, I'll just start by saying I said it from day one. Tory Lane is a bitch ass nigga. From before I ever heard about what happened, I mean, I'm on record saying this months ago that Tory Lane is toxic for the fucking entertainment industry. I've said that time and time again, so I don't need to reiterate that again after this point. Um, furthermore. There is no reason to ever shoot at a fucking woman who is not openly aiming a gun at you right now. And yes, that makes you vulnerable because when it comes down to it, I'm not going to aggressively come at a woman unless my life is utterly threatened and in danger in the moment. That's just it's just not appropriate. I don't care if it sounds sexist that I give a woman a pass and not a man a pass. But no. You do not approach. You just don't deal with women like that. Period. It's not appropriate. It's never. You're never gonna look cool. You're never gonna be big and bad. Your ego's never gonna be fucking uh, healed from it. Just, just don't do it. You don't deal with women on that level. Okay. You don't shoot at women. That's not a. That's not a thing that I was raised to say was okay. With that being said, we exist in a world right now. Where being a black woman is the most dangerous demographic that you can possibly identify with. And black women don't need to be told that their lives are significantly in danger a lot of the time. And so we need to start operating on a level where, where, black, women, where black men protect black women, but also black women acknowledge the danger that they're in and carry themselves accordingly. The fact that she didn't have her own security there, I think is problematic. And it's not her fault she got shot. But you are a public figure. Whenever you're in public and you're broadcasting your image, you are working. It's a matter of professionalism for you to have your, guard, your, your, your security there. I know that you think that you're out partying and that's your personal life, but it's not when you have learned to monetize your personal life. 
It's part of your job now. And so as part of your job, don't roll with no nigga security, even if that's your, your boyfriend. Because clearly his security was not there to protect Meg. And so moving forward as a point of personal growth to make sure that we don't commit the same mistakes over and fucking over. Maybe we should come to the conclusion that even though Tori was in the wrong. Let's go ahead and advise our sisters that if you are in a financial position and you are a celebrity, you should probably always have your security with you when you are in public with other celebrities. It's just a safety thing. It's not Meg's fault she was shot. This is not a victim-blaming thing. This is a personal growth thing. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty sure Meg is not going to stop being a celebrity. She's not going to stop making music. She's not going to stop going out in public. And so the only reason why I believe that it is important to, to identify what she can do to prevent things like this from happening is to help her in the future in retrospect this is not her fault i am not saying this is her fault i don't believe it is her fault tori is a fuck nigga i don't care if she chose to date a fuck nigga or not she still doesn't get deserve to get shot but moving forward and learning from your mis and learning from bad um situations you should probably choose not to roll without your security from henceforth and i'm just Asking Meg as somebody who has money and is capable of, of, of utilizing those resources to, to help minimize the likelihood of you getting shot. Please, we love you, Meg. We want to see you prosper. We don't want to see this happen to you again. Please just choose to have your security around you. And that is part of recognizing that you cannot control other people. You can only control yourself and your actions. And if you want to minimize the chance of bad things happening to you, you should identify what actions you can take to change the outcomes of the situations in your life. And so saying that there are things that men could do to keep her safe is not victim blaming her. It's helping her to try to grow to a place where she can be safe because clearly she was not safe in the way she was conducting herself up until that point. She wasn't safe. She chose to be around Tori. Tori chose to be around her. So when you choose to be around people like that, you got to do things to keep yourself safe. And I know it sucks. And I'm not saying that in the perfect world that black women would be, always be in danger. But we got to acknowledge the world that we are living in. I mean, we could just go on ignoring it. But that ain't going to stop black women from getting shot. It just isn't. You know what I mean? This is not a Breonna Taylor situation where she had no, you know what I mean? She had no agency in, in, in her own death. Arrest the motherfuckers who shot Breonna Taylor. There was no agency in that. But Meg chose to be around Tory. And while in the moment that might not have seemed like a bad idea, in retrospect, I think now the lesson to be learned is to be to scrutinize the people in who you let close to you a little bit more. And that's not saying it's your fault. 
That's just saying we have to take lessons from our lives if we're ever going to learn to be better and 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 not fall into this type of uh, uh, of of pitfalls that could end up with you dead. There was a bullet shot in your direction that could have ended your life. You got to 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 take some responsibility to keeping yourself safe. And I know it sucks, but we have to come to the conclusion that we have some agency. Because to say that she has, she can't do anything about that is to remove the agency from her, which is just as bad as victimizing her or victim blaming her. Taking her agency from her will only cause her to perpetuate the same bad situations that she was in in the first place. No one forced her into that place. She chose to go there. And so all I'm saying is, is that if we don't, and to extrapolate from this and, and go to the broader society, if we can't take responsibility for what parts of our actions might lead to the poor outcomes that we know that we don't desire, then we are dooming ourselves to repeat those poor outcomes because the society is designed to generate poor outcomes. And we, as individuals, are the only forces that can stop those poor outcomes in our own lives. And that is what it is. We, it's not like we're white people, you know, where society is designed to protect them from poor outcomes. That's, that's how they fail upwards. Black people don't fail upwards. Society's not designed to do that for us. So we have to take responsibility for these things in this current environment you know we can't keep on saying that oh it's just it is tory's fault but guess who else was there guess who else had some agency in her own life meg and so moving forward meg could do a few things to 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 not be in situations where she gets shot at and to think that there's nothing that you can do to, to, to prevent that. It's crazy. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who manage to live their lives without getting shot at. A lot of people do that. And it's not because they're not taking precautions. It's probably because they're choosing not to either affiliate with people who have guns, to put themselves into to, to, to positions where, where people with bad tempers or, you know, whatever it is that people do. It, there's something that could be done. To lower the chance of being shot at. And that's where we need to start really scrutinizing so that we can so that we can help ourselves. Because clearly the whole the whole thing in the internet right now is, is that there's no one helping black women, no one's protecting black women, no one's protecting black women. I don't agree, but I hear you. I hear you. And you're it's your plight. And so I'm not here to argue with that. But if there's no one protecting you, then do you want to be empowered to protect yourself? Do you want a bunch of niggas to, to, to make human shields in front of every woman? Like, what do you want us to do? I don't know. But there's no dialogue happening. There's only people who, who are talking about all the bullshit around it. Oh, why are you still listening to the Tory? Why you got him on your album? Like, that's the least of your worries. Why are we not organizing around how we either A, empower black women to protect themselves or B, empower black men to, to protect black women? 
That's the conversation that we need to be having, but that's not the conversation that's being had because no one wants to talk about the responsibility of what, who and what's going on. It's super important for us to take seriously the idea that we can we have agency in our lives. While we don't have control over everyone in our lives, we have agency in our own lives. And that is how people stay safe. And that is how people make it ahead in life in dangerous situations. It's by taking their agency onto themselves, minimizing the risks. Minimizing the risks and taking reasonable chances. And, and so you can't do that if you don't at all recognize where your agency is in any given situation. And, 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 and as a community, the sooner that we, we, can, we, we figure that out, the sooner that we have a, a prevalent uh, undercurrent of personal responsibility when it comes to bad outcomes in our lives, the faster people will change the things that they do. And so that's all, that's all I that's all I saw that was missing from that conversation, because I mean, the conversation is, is, is going at fever pitch on the Internet. Everyone's talking about everything, but nobody's talking about how to increase agency for people, how to keep people safe. No one's talking about that. Nobody's talking about, you know, how do we identify dangerous people? Because I, I believe that Tory gave tons of signs that he was a dangerous person to be around. And, and when I say dangerous, not that he him, he has a bad temper. And so he will do stupid things. And that is where the danger comes from. I will fucking go fist to cuffs with Tory Lanez any day. This whole 5'2 nigga, I, let's do that. But when it don't matter how big you are to do something ignorant and get a bunch of people in trouble. And so that's where the danger of being around a Tory Lanez is. And we got to be able to identify that. You know, Meg went on IG and she talking about, I'm from Southside and this and that. And Well, if you're from Southside and you're this and that and this and that, then why didn't you recognize that he was a fuck nigga? You know what I mean? Like, let's not do that. Don't justify your behavior because of your ethnicity and where you're from. And at the same time, not realize that, hey, that same excuse could be used to justify why you should have known better. You around all these real ones, you know real niggas, you know not to talk to the police, you know all this shit. You got people teaching you, but you don't got people teaching you how to recognize people who are trying to take advantage of you? Well, that shit seems weird to me. That just seems off. So let's not go for the justification game. There's no justification for anyone's behavior or action when it comes to shooting at a woman. Tori was wrong. Meg was a victim. Let us try to empower Meg to with knowledge so that she won't become another victim. Because guess what? That's the only thing that stops you from becoming a victim because you're not in control of the person victimizing you. You don't control the person who is victimizing you. So if you don't want to be a victim, you have to do something about it because you cannot control that person. You can only control you. And in controlling yourself and making better decisions, you won't be a victim as frequently as if you had just acted as if everything is perfect and peachy keen when it's not. But yeah, that, I really think that, 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 that part of the conversation needs to come full circle because until then, we're just going to see more of this shit happening. Niggas ain't learning no lessons from Tory Lanez. <laughs> 
the amount of dumbasses I see defending him, just it shows me like, okay, niggas is niggas ain't shit. You know what I mean? And when I say niggas, I mean niggas. I'm not talking about normal people and black men at large. I'm talking about niggas, real niggas. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because real niggas is is a phrase, but I'm talking about real <laughs> niggas. <laughs> but we gotta we gotta start we gotta start doing better for sure as black men because that kind of shit. We there should be a universal shutting down of that nigga. There should be nobody defending that nigga. That's just crazy. You know what I mean? And so that because there is no personal accountability in this culture, nobody everyone feels like they're under attack because no one is taking responsibility for what happens. You don't see Daystar out there taking fucking also this nigga's name is Daystar. It's a variation of Morningstar. You know who the Morningstar is? Lucifer. I mean, yo, this nigga's got fucking terrible fucking signals left and right as to who he is. I'm just saying. But I don't know. We just got to start really pinpointing the undesirable elements in the culture and working to excise it. When white people didn't like black people, you know what they did? They fucking instituted sundown towns and they lynched people. They lynched Negroes publicly. And I'm not saying we go there, but I'm saying that is, that's the lengths that some cultures go to uproot an undesirable trait in their community. We have to do that not towards people, but, but, but towards shitty ideologies. When it comes, to, when it comes to, 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 to people who rape and pillage their own neighborhoods, when it comes to people who poison their own neighborhoods... We have to have an unrelentingly unaccepting perspective of it. We can't let white people pay for us to sing and dance that bullshit in, in entertaining ways. It's not good and it's unhealthy. But yeah, that's, I mean, it's pretty much indicative of what you'll see in the rest of the, the society at large. So what are you going to do? But yeah, I want to move on from that. I'm tired of talking, talking about Tory Lanez. Uh, dude, California's on fire again, baby. Burn, baby, burn. I don't know what, like, and you know what's funny is that California burning is indicative of how interconnected our problems are. The reason why Kamala Harris is a bad VP is because when she was given the opportunity to do something about a lot of the problems that were going on in California uh, when she was AG, she chose not to. She chose not to. And her abdication of that responsibility leads us to a problem that we have today. So now when Kamala Harris was in, um, was in power, she ramped up the use of uh, prisoners as firefighters. Now... We are in a time in California where those prisoners are being used as firefighters far more frequently than they were before. Now, in the light of COVID-19, those firefighters, those prisoner firefighters are in decline. The local fire departments, having been gutted because of the presence of a free, uh, essentially free firefighting force, are, no, are not prepared to, to take on the, the load that comes with 
with these increased fires that come with the, the dry seasons. So now because there was mismanagement of the prison industrial complex, there was mismanagement of the medical, uh, uh, the medical situation with COVID-19, both of those together are now causing us to be incapable of dealing with the spreading fires. And it's this kind of interconnectedness that causes politicians to be exponentially more hurtful than, than they could be if they were just idiots on their own. By poorly managing the firefighters of, this, of, uh, of the state and poorly managing the medical situation in the correctional facilities, we now have a deficiency of firefighters to stop these fires, and we're fucked. It's like a thousand acres a day or something are burning, just going up in flames. And there ain't shit that we can do about it. There ain't shit that we can do about it because we neither have the firefighters nor the prisoners to fight the fires. And now this is something that is a direct ramification of something that Kamala Harris had some. And not to say that it's solely on her. I'm sure there's other AGs that could have done something about this. I believe that this program's been around since the early 1900s because there was a couple of big fires. I know that it got ramped up in the 40s at one point because L.A. had a series of really bad fires. But, um, yeah, it's only gotten more bigger and and more problematic the the firefighter program as time has gone on and now with it being exasperated by climate change making more fires and covid19 lessening the prisoners that can go into the uh the firefighter program and then the fire departments departments themselves being defunded because they aren't needed as much this is what you call mismanagement this is quintessential mismanagement this is why it's so important to 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 have all of these individual facets uh, controlled by people who know what the fuck they're doing because y- you can't have someone and 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 now she now she's trying to get onto the to the national stage as a VP and it's like dude you didn't do a great job of 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 what you were doing in San Francisco or California at large you didn't do a good job you did a mediocre job why are you over here trying to tout that as 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 your claim to fame when you didn't do a good job all of your prior experience eh. all of your prior experience was only laudable because of your identity politics it wasn't laudable because you did a good job so you know we really gotta we we gotta pay attention to shit like that you know what i mean and i don't know man it's really making it hard for me to even consider going to to vote but hey, it is what it is. What else? What else? Oh man, Summer Walker was out here shooting parenting advice to people. <laughs> By the way, Summer Walker does not have children. Who the fuck is Summer Walker? Summer Walker is a very popular R and B singer right now. She's okay. a former stripper um, who has an amazing voice. Don't ever get it twisted. Summer Walker has an amazing voice. Very talented. Um, I don't know if she's a songwriter as well, but she she makes good music. But she jumps out on an, on on social media and says some wild shit. And the worst part is that she shot herself in the foot because she said something very like very poignant, and then immediately followed it up and said a bunch of ignorant shit. Like she said, what, "Why do y'all need to stop feeding your baby processed food? You can make baby food the same way that." The companies that sell you baby food make it. And I was like, she's got a great point. She's got a, she got a good point. 
you don't got to buy baby food. And baby food is processed. It has a ton of sugar in it. It's not really good for your baby. They actually have to have preservatives. You know, she had a great point. And then she thought it would be a good idea to try to give her idea of what a good uh, meal plan for a baby would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, babies don't eat like that, bro. Yeah. Babies do not Talk eat like them. that. Like, she started talking about give your baby peas and this and that. And I was like, nigga, that's not how babies eat. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Let's take advice from the, the former stripper with no kids on how to take care of babies. I'm with that. And, and you know, what's funny is, is that before I had a kid, that was one area that I would refuse. Like, and, you know, y'all have been listening to me for 68 episodes. You know, there ain't much that I ain't willing to say. But that was one thing that you would not catch me doing. I would not be giving parenting advice to people with kids as a person without kids. Like, I can't do that. Like, come on. Like, that's just that's that on the face of it is says bad idea. But she jumped out on that ledge and boy, oh boy, man, she just took the fall because that shit was stupid. Like, I saw the meal plan that she was proposing, and I was like, why would you even say that? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Do you Have you been around a baby? Do you know what babies do? Like, do what you do, eat food? Yo, she was tripping. You know what I mean? I was just, I was like, oh, man. But oh, she was right in her initial statement. You know what I mean? I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Um... I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater on that one because she did make a very good point about not giving your baby processed food. Like, Kendrick is huge, and neither of his parents were, were that big when, when, when we were babies, as from the account of his grandparents. And guess what? It's nothing but, nothing but natural food and breast milk. That's it. He eats fruits. He eats rice, he eats potatoes, and he eats breast milk. That's it. You know what I mean? We've saved thousands of dollars on formula, hundreds of dollars on baby food. Like, it's crazy that people rush out to get more expensive food for their child that is less nutritious. That's the part that blows my mind. As if your baby isn't still a human being. You know what I mean? Like, your baby is a baby. It's, it's, it's you know, it's not fully developed. But it is a human being. <laughs> it is a, a, a human life form. You know what I mean? And so we'd have a pretty, we got a couple thousand years of experience with human life forms being passed down. You know what I mean? Knowledge passed down from generation to generation. So we don't, we could utilize some of that to apply to how we take care of babies. You know what I mean? We don't, we, we really shouldn't be just feeding them all this processed shit. Like, we have knowledge that it's been passed down. You know, you shouldn't be looking to the to the labels of the baby food to teach you how to feed feed your child. That's not going to help. We should be using real knowledge passed down. And 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 yeah, it's just it, it sucks because she totally took a great idea and totally made it irrelevant because no one's going to listen to her after they saw that meal plan. They're like, oh, she don't know nothing about babies. <laughs> like, oh, I thought for a second she was making sense, but this bitch don't know nothing. But yeah, that, that, I thought that that shit was funny as fuck. But it is what it is, man. Summer Walker, she is a wealth of entertaining bullshit. <laughs> Whether it's her music or her social media presence, Summer, you're doing something. I see you, girl. <laughs> but don't take parenting advice from her. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> man, politics has been, bro, between the, the mayoral candidate for Pritchard, Alabama... 
to Tennessee, bro, politics in the South is going crazy. Niggas it's is wild. It's been crazy, son. I know, I know. I just see it. I've just seen it more. <laughs> From that shit, it's never been normal. So Tennessee, uh, Tennessee has decided that they are going to revoke the the voting rights of people who protest. And this is something that I've been saying for since before I was ever on this podcast. Since uh, I, I was, I participated in 2012 in uh, the Occupy Wall Street um, uh, demonstrations in Oakland, and I saw the way that Oakland PD was going. And also, even further back, I'll even go even further back than that. In 2002, I believe 2002 is when we authorized war with um, Afghanistan. In 2002, I, I was just starting uh, college, and I was, I was on a campus that was very liberal. And when they, when they decided that they're going to go to war with, um, with Afghanistan, actually, I think it was Iraq was in 2002. They declared war in, with Afghanistan in 2001 and then war with Iraq in 2002. And when they made the Iraq war declaration, um, there were big protests on my campus, and I was involved in those. And because the actual student body council was organizing the protests, they had us all register uh, as, you know, dissidents for this protest. Well, we were registering um, as participants in a demonstration, but really you're just telling them that we're dissidents and we're protesting. And it was the first time I had ever heard of some uh, of an organized protest uh, roll calling their the people who were involved in it th- that way, and at the time I didn't understand why that was dangerous. Of course, today I understand that you never roll call a protest like that because it's not about the people's names. It doesn't matter what the people's names are. It's about the presence of individual citizens who are making their voice be heard, and you don't need to document that. What you need to document are the demands and the issues that they're presenting. But when I was younger, I didn't realize that. And so most of us signed up uh, for these protests and we registered as, as participants in them. And then I didn't realize what that was doing. Now, fast forward 10 years, I'm involved in various uh, political demonstrations throughout that time. In 2012, they're saying that now you need permits to, to, to protest, which is ridiculous. The whole point of a protest is civil disobedience. You are not following the rules on purpose because you're, you're, you're putting yourself at the whim, whimsy of the law because you believe that the law is incorrect. So now we've gone from registering protesters to needing certificates to gather in a protest to today now, where they're, ta- where, where they're taking your information and banning you from voting. So I've seen the evolution of how the government and, and municipalities have been gathering information about people who have dissenting opinions. And more and more, they're starting to criminalize and, and make it dangerous for people to express their opinions. If you don't know, the reason why you can protest and it's protected is because it is your First Amendment right. So in America, 
by default, unless you are incarcerated, you have freedom of movement. And due to the First Amendment, you have freedom of speech. And when you combine these two things, it gives you the right to protest wherever you want in public grounds without registering or getting certificates or doing any of that bullshit. So when the government is forcing you to do that, they're just taking away your rights. It's unconstitutional to do this. But over time, we've gotten to the point to where so few people understand their constitutional rights that they're willing to outright tell you that if you exercise your rights, you can't vote. That shit is crazy. But that's the South for you. The South has always been crazy like that, as you said. Like, it's getting ugly. And, and we really need to push back against the criminalization of protests. We cannot let them criminalize our ability to show up and gather in numbers in public. Because if they do that, we are fucked two ways from Tuesday. It ain't going to be good. But then you have, uh, I, as I was mentioning before, the mayor of Pritchett, Alabama, going in. So his name is uh, Reginald Davis. Or he's, I'm sorry, he's a mayoral candidate for Pritchard, Alabama, named Reginald Davis, who actually, I believe, is the front runner. And my man came on camera with his bandana tied to the side and was like, hey, my opponent, I've talked to you nice. Now I'm going to talk to you mean. You a fuck nigga. When I see you at the debate, I'm smacking the shit out of you. Yeah. I was like, yo, I really respect that energy from a politician. Feel me. I do respect that energy from a politician. Because that's real. He spoke his... That I believe... I genuinely believe him. There's a lot of shit politicians say, 99% of which I do not believe. But when when that man came on camera, in public, on his platform, and said, yo... You a bitch-ass nigga, and you don't want to see me at the next debate? I was like, that. Man, that's a pretty good chance that his opponent doesn't show up. Well, he, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he wants that smoke. I don't know. I don't know the other dude. He might be one of those quiet storm niggas. You know what I mean? We, yo, can't can't judge a book by his cover. He might come with the hands. I don't know, man. What if, what if, what if his opponent posted a video of him training in the gym, fucking some nigga up? That would be even better, though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be gangster? <laughs> I've seen a lot of politicians. I've seen maybe four of them that look like they knew how to fight. True. And True. three of those four were previously involved Military. in something regarding fighting before they did that. Yeah. It's fucking Jesse the Body and goddamn Schwarzenegger. Yeah, okay, yeah. Both of them. <laughs> you feel me? Like, politicians aren't fighters. That's why they became politicians. Yeah. And Swole Newt Gingrich, Ray was Swole for like 10 minutes back in like 2003. Newt? Not Newt. Um, uh, the other dude with a fucking ugly face and an ugly name. Uh, I was going to say Republican beats his wife, but, you know, it doesn't really that's, matter. Yeah, that's right pretty commonplace. That's, that's their thing. That's your um, own. Damn, the funny dude, he's got the fucking mullet, blonde hair. Blonde mullet? One time. There was a blonde mullet in Congress? Yo, nigga, I just, I'm slipping. Then again, I'm remembering from when he looked back in the day, so... From when he was actually swole, so... Oh, so is it, probably... Yeah, it is Newt. Yeah, Newt used to be swole in, like, 2003. You don't remember Bodybuilder Newt? Hold on. No! No! Yo, nah, Gingers is a fuck he nigga used for to sure. be like, like there was like for like ten minutes where, where my nigga was like hella swole. That's crazy, but yeah, nonetheless, like I would, I don't know. 
I, you know, and honestly, it's funny because I've seen a, a mixed bag of, of of stuff about. Oh, he's too ghetto. How are we gonna talk like that? Da, 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 da. And it's like you know, he didn't say anything different than what white people say. He just said it in a vernacular that's not accepted. Like honestly, like Rand Paul went on the fucking mic and said that we shouldn't help people because if we help them, then they're gonna they're not gonna understand how bad this struggle is. I'm like, what? The government believes that they shouldn't help people in the pandemic because it's going to cause us to stay in the pandemic longer. That don't even make sense. Your job is to help people like that should make you in, 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 uh, ineligible to be a public official. If you think that helping people only causes them to stay in their squalor longer. It's not true. It just isn't true. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they say shit like that. But if I tell you I want to punch you in the face because you're a liar, that's the problem? I mean, come on, dude. Like, obviously, he can't assault him in public. He will be no longer eligible to be the mayor. He's being hyperbolic. He is speaking figuratively. But the fact of the matter is, is that they want to stigmatize him because he's a black man doing it. You ever heard some of the shit that these white motherfuckers say in Congress? What did Tom Cotton say the other day? Slavery is a necessary evil. My nigga, that is way more violent than threatening to punch someone. Or slap, I think he's going to slap the shit out of you. My bad. He didn't threaten to punch anyone. It is way more violent to imply that people were necessarily enslaved than it is for me to consider slapping someone who has been lying about me in public. Let's stop the bullshit. Stop the bullshit. We're letting these white motherfuckers talk all of this reckless shit. But if a nigga wants to talk like how the people who he's governing speaks, he's a problem. He's uh, 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 uncouth. He's not he's not uh, 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 articulate enough to be a politician. Nah, man. Nah, B. Uh, unless he openly says something that is really problematic, I'm not going to, to stigmatize him for for being hyperbolic and using language that the people who he's governing understands because Pritchard, Alabama, 85% black. So it's not like, you know, his, the vernacular he's using isn't understood by the people. Everyone knows he's being hyperbolic the same way when you, when a parents, when, when black parents physically discipline their child and something, I gave him an ass whooping. No, you didn't give him an ass whooping. You might've spanked him. You might've sternly told him that, uh, that he's on punishment, but it's not an ass whooping. I'm not going to like put, break my foot off in a kid's ass. Like, come on. That's not what, you know, people are being hyperbolic. You know what I mean? Like we can't allow the language that's being used to, to, to completely obfuscate the point that's trying to be made. Not everyone, not everyone articulates themselves perfectly, but guess what? Most humans get the point anyway. They understand what's being said. And so as long as you understand what's being said, stop stigmatizing people because they're not doing it exactly how you want it. You can't, you're never going to get it exactly how you want it, especially from a politician. You're never going to get it exactly how it's supposed to come out. So like, I don't know. I support the man. I don't live in his district, so I can't vote for him, nor do I have a, a say in whether he should be a politician. But if, if Eric Garcetti's fucking opponent came up and said, yo, Garcetti, I see what you're doing to black people and you in the pocket of the police chief. I'm going to slap the shit out of you and him when I see you next. Boy, I'm voting for him. I'm voting for him.
Because guess what? I like that energy. I like that energy. You know what I mean? I've never been slapped for no reason in public. I've never been slapped, period. But no one's ever just all hauled off. and You know, no. Usually when you get slapped in public, it's because you deserved it. You probably did something that was meriting a stern uh, rebuke in the form of a, a five finger to the face. But that's just my opinion. You know, I, I, I firmly believe that if people refuse to respond to your words and the situation is important enough, they might have to respond to your hands. It's just one of those things. If you threaten my family and you don't respond to my words, you definitely get in these hands. It's one of them things. You come, in, you come into my area and you're not respectful of me and the people who I've invited into my area. You don't want to hear the words. Well, you might see some hands. It's one of those things. We all got to learn to respect people and their words. And if you don't, you're going to open yourself up to be dealt with barbarically. And I'm not saying that it is the height of civilized behavior to, to, to put hands on someone. But if you disrespect someone and you openly, openly uh, hijack a, a, a institution that is important to their lives, they might come at you. There's actually a history of this shit. It's a long history of people getting fucking handled for, for taking control of, of an institution and, and mis, uh, misleading it. But um, yeah, I'm going to close on this one because I know I've been rambling on a lot today. Former Hot 97 exec, uh, Patty Duke, was outed on a documentary recently as having been one of the members of the lynch mob who murdered Yusef Hawkins, R.I.P. And this right here is one of the most egregious examples, the most egregious examples of letting the slave masters into the hen house. I just took two different phrases and smashed them together right there. But this motherfucker lynched a black man and then went on to become an executive of one of the largest hip hop uh, uh, distribution radio stations that this country has ever seen. For 25 years, this nigga has made millions of dollars off of black culture after he murdered a black man in the street. This is the fucking shit that I be talking about that you need to scrutinize the niggas around you. We need to stop letting these niggas into the culture. I guarantee that this nigga has used his position as an executive in fuck it at Hot 97 to project his racist ideas of black culture into the fucking sphere. I guarantee you. This is the shit I be talking about when I'm like, we need to stop letting white people pay black people to sing and dance for them. Because when they do so, they do so without thinking about how it might affect or when they do think about how it's going to affect our communities, they make sure it's in a negative way. It is fucked up. That Hot 97, who had access to his real name and his criminal record, having done a background check on him before he's hired. Seeing his background as a racist involved in a lynching and still give him a job. Black men can never find an executive position as a felon inside of a business that is already established without starting their own business. 
And these motherfuckers hired this racist Italian to fucking be the head in a black entertainment paradigm. Because obviously Hot 97 is not a black company. Like, this shit is egregious. And I'm looking for the statements from Ebro, fuckboy Ebro, bitch nigga Rosenberg, fake nigga Flex, and Angie Martinez. I won't put no dirt on your name, girl. I appreciate Angie Martinez. And that actually kind of made me sad because Angie Mar is one of the ones that I followed her through from my childhood. I followed Angie Martinez from my childhood. When I found out, the, the things I found out about her life like were crazy because I would have never expected that to her, for, to, uh, for her to have gone through those trials and tribulations. It's crazy. And, and, and she has been such an empowering figure in the community, especially for Hispanics. For her to have such a close friendship with somebody like Patty Duke, and where the, what fucking name is Patty Duke? What fucking kind of name is that? But anyway, for her to have such a close connection to this nigga, I need to see what they got to say about it. I need to say what they have to say about it. Because the other three, I knew were vultures. But I really want to see what Angie has to say about this. Because I don't believe, I don't know Angie. But I hope that she is not okay with this. I hope she is not okay with the fact that she has been shouting this nigga out for 20 plus years. She puts Patty Duke in her, because she's a rapper too, don't even get it twisted. Angie Marr spits bars, and she spit bars shouting him out tons of times. She shouts him out on her, on her show. And the fact that they let this man get so high up in the culture after having murdered a black man Nobby, we got to do better. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Have some agency, black people. Have some agency. Have some agency in your own culture. That a motherfucking person who has lynched someone or has been involved in a lynching can garner so much profit and, 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 and social capital off of black people. Like, we got to do something about this shit. Like, we can't keep letting this happen or we still, we just going to keep being a marginalized community for the rest of existence until fucking we blow this fucking world up with nuclear bombs or whatever, whatever ends this world. We don't, I don't want to spend the rest of our time on this planet as a marginalized culture because we let it happen. Because we chose to validate people who literally are willing to kill us in the street. We got to do something about this shit, man. Gotsta, gotsta, gotsta. But that is what it is. We'll go ahead and close out on that. Hit us up on the social medias. Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. Rico underscore G sound. And I'll leave you with these words. It's been the theme of the episode. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. All right, guys, have a great one, man. Thanks for joining us again. Peace. Take it easy.